When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Woo! Yeah, we're getting down on a Wednesday. It's home pump pump day with Donna and Steve. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. I just wanted to throw in a hump day there for you, Steve. No, I get it. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, you you went down that alley, and uh, and then I tried it last week, and you're back at it again this week. I guess it's going to be our thing for the rest just of the year. Just for the opening of the show. You know, it's coming around very quickly. The weeks, it's funny. They're it's flying funny. by. You know, and can I, can I say this? I mean, 2020 has been a challenging year. Oh. But, but when you think this... October 21st. Mhm. The year it's almost over. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Good news, bad news. Good news, I think I mean like the year does feel in many ways like it's going fast. There's some weeks that have been just really cripplingly slow, especially if you've been uh excess like like quarantine, maybe not sick, but quarantine or if you've been sick on, you know what that's like where you're just like whoa, the clock won't keep uh-huh. moving forward. Right. It's just yeah. when will this end? And then of course our time of quarantine back in March and April into May was felt slow. But so the good news is we're almost at the end of 2020. Can I offer a little bit of bad news? Sure. 2021 2021 there's a there's a chance that it doesn't really in like change. Right. So, so you're I'm, saying there's a like, chance. It's not like it's <laughs> It's not like they'll flip on the light switch and then COVID runs away right, and suddenly buildings December are full. December 31st. Yeah. Right, right. Um they should have a corona the actual coronavirus should be the instead of the ball at Times Square. <laughs> it should be it that drops and explodes when it lands That's on the ground. Awesome. No one's going to be there so they could idea. just do that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. uh anyway, it's October 25th. It'll be November. Yeah. By by the end of next week. Yeah. More I, think, or less. I think the weather is going to warm up again, though. It's no, do you no? Oh, it's going to snow Thursday and Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, I just saw three to six inches. La, la, uh, you can expect la, 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 in the metro. La, la, la. And yeah, Don, I think la, you're right. La, la, la. Um, I'm going to read the. I'm going to just read their high temperatures for the next uh, eight or nine days. 35, 35, 30, 30, 26, 26, 33, 35, 35. You were saying there's still more days after that. I know, but then it's November. It's a whole thing. I was just on with Kelly and Ryan this morning. It'll air here in the Twin Cities, um, you know, soon enough, sometime oh, in the right, next right. what was that? 10 minutes. <laughs> I was on, I was talking with them because I sent them a note yesterday. I've done a lot of winter weather hits with them. Yeah. And I said, hey, just putting it out there. Uh, we, we have like a record, near record setting snowstorm um, that's hitting us here. <laughs> so if you want, I can Skype from my backyard. So, you know, it's nice and easy. We didn't even have to get a live truck from the newsroom. Nice. It was my wife held my iPhone 
and we skyped with them uh, from my deck as I sat in my sat in my deck chair that is totally covered in snow. We got eight <laughs> inches true. in Chaska. Yep, yep. And uh, so we gave them a little weather update. So um, that'll come up sometime in the next oh, yeah, few cool. minutes. Oh, so that's gonna still gonna air. Yes, okay. it aired live. I do it live on the East Coast, and then they uh, air that. Then at you know, it's like on at nine in the East Coast. It's on at nine here. It's on at nine in Central or in the Mountain Time Zone in Pacific. Thank you. But we had a good time. We uh, we talked about Halloween. Oh, we good. talked about uh, just the the misery of what we're experiencing, and we talked about uh, beards and beard dye. So oh, it was a cornucopia nice. of topics. Oh wow! Can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Give us a heads up if you're uh, you got your TV nearby. Okay. I, I don't. I mean, maybe, okay. Never mind then. I'm in my closet. All right. I wish I hit record this morning. Oh, Donna. Oh, no. uh, we're going to put it up on the MyTalk uh, Facebook Perfect. page. Perfect. Um, there you within go. Within the hour. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Dawn, I see that you're asking the question if any of us did our homework from our boss. Easy. It was just assigned yesterday. Will you chill out? Man? I'm wondering because I spent two hours making a spreadsheet <laughs> from all the emails that we got. Oh. Uh. I'm not joking. Oh my gosh! Well, I and then I started planning the shows and putting things on our grid. So no, I had no time to well, do the homework. Well, you know what? Um, we we've each done a little bit, and we'll get into this a little bit later on around nine thirty. But yeah, let's um, do that. Uh, B. Arthur assigned us homework for Project Down and Dirty starts next Monday night, and uh, it's War of the Worlds, a comedic retelling of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. I did one half of the homework. Donna did the other half. We would make a great like presentation team right. at college. You guys are buddy booze and I know. We're best. You do shows together, so that's perfect. Yeah. We, we didn't even know. We didn't, you know, we didn't check in with one another. And I I, I will tell you, um, I was really taken by one one specific thing as I did my homework. There was something that really jumped out at me that I think often gets a bad rap that shouldn't at all. I, I was very impressed. I'll oh, get really? into that later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And we should remind people that tickets are available if you would like to witness our comedic uh, reenactment yes. of the War of the Worlds, which is going to come up a week from this Friday. And it is going to be a comedy, so it's a, a you know a reinterpretation. That's going to be fun. It's yeah. presented by Three Sixty Painting and Doctor Anesthetics, and those tickets are only ten dollars. That's you, it. You could find out everything you need to know on our website, mytalk1071.com. Use keyword project, but keep in mind that um, all the proceeds are going to frontline. COVID relief charities. And we are very happy to be partnering with Little Brothers, Friends of the Elderly, Alina Care for Caregivers Fund, Every Meal, which was the Sheridan story prior to, and uh, Springboard for the Arts. Yes. And we've got like great people working on this, a great oh, director. Yeah. Great There's going to be a full professional music. video put up for it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be so great. So use that keyword project. We will talk more about keyword. our homework coming up at at uh, nine thirty today. But when we come right back, Steve, you've got some fun facts per use. Yes, I do. Um, I have a, a, a. I think these are really really good ones today. I'll tell you something about the origins for the Jeopardy music that we all know. Da 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 da. Uh, Murph Griffin wrote it, but for a very, very different reason, as opposed to it now being used in Jeopardy. We'll explain the cute origin story to all that and some other useless things that you just don't need to know. When we return, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, good morning and welcome back. 
to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Things that make you go. Relieved? You from Yeah. That was a really productive commercial break. I have something about Merv Griffin and the Jeopardy song, the think music that they do during Final Jeopardy. That one? Yeah. I was going to try to find it, but I like this better. Yeah, this is better. <laughs> Don't I know do it's that. in our system somewhere. Uh, Mervyn Griffin. Merv Griffin originally wrote the. He originally wrote the theme song for Jeopardy as a lullaby for his son. Oh, you're kidding. That's so cute. Oh, that's cute. It was initially called A Time for Tony. Could you imagine now Papa Merv with Tony in his arms? <laughs> Baby Tony. Da, 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 yeah, da. sure. Before it had the context that we now know, after he decided to use it for the show, he changed the name to Think. And by the way, every time that song plays, Merv Griffin, now his estate, gets paid. That was in the Alex Trebek book. Dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Murph Griffin was so smart because he like produced a bunch of things individually. And then when he got attached to a show, it was like he could bring in properties to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really, really Really talented. Very talented. Murph. Is he uh, still still with? Okay. No. no. All right. Sorry. I blew up. Uh, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, he's he passed away years ago. Don. Oh, yeah, all right, just yeah. hang on, hang on. If you're gonna, no, if I believe it. No, if you're, if you're like gonna 20, explode, 20 no, years? it has been twenty years. Uh, at least I'm gonna 15. guess he died in two thousand seven. Okay, all right. Do 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 do. Two thousand seven. Wow, good job. Why am I celebrating Yay, someone's Anna. death? Two thousand seven, <laughs> August twelfth, two thousand. Uh, oh, oh. How much was Merv Griffin worth when he died? Um, His three hundred and seventy million dollars. Whoa. One point three billion. <gasps> but, uh, I bet Tony's got uh, his little Tony doesn't yeah. do anything. Tony, hey, Tony's hey, sitting dog. on a yacht right now. Right? Wonder if Tony just like a narcoleptic falls asleep at the end of every episode of Jeopardy. <laughs> I don't know why. Doctors have never been able to explain it. <laughs> this is interesting about Buzz Aldrin, the second man on the moon. His mother's maiden name was Moon. Shut what? your face. It goes back to that thing that we talked about where your name is Storm. Does that mean you're automatically going to be a weathercaster? You're a meteorologist? Yeah, it's like you can't not. You have to. Right. Your last name is Sing with an H at the end. You're this famous singer. Ooh, I know a Dr. Bonebreak. See? Is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he and his dad are both doctors. Dr. Wow. Bonebreak. How uh-huh. does he spell that? Just the way it sounds. B o n e b r e a k. Yeah. Fancy ketchup is an actual USDA grade, the highest grade that they offer to ketchups. It's rated on color, Mm -hmm. consistency, defects, and flavor. Flavor. Okay. Flavor. Moist. Mm -mm. Okay, guys. You know, it's a shame. <laughs> I, love the, I love the dramatic pauses between uh, each Because you want to say moist and we don't like it. Is that what it is? Not that, but i just like to speak out on behalf of the word moist for a moment. Oh. It did. It's been besmirched. 
Its reputation has been victim of a mud smirk. It's been the victim of a mudslinging campaign because everyone feels awkward when you say the word moist. It's never, no one would ever use it in a way where your mind goes. But we have besmirched it, mm-hmm. and now we can't even properly describe, uh, cake. Uh, describe cake. It's true. I struggle. I'm like, well, I don't want it to be dried out. You know, the other uh, thing. What are you going to say? <laughs> oh, I like that cake. It was wet. <laughs> yeah. Ew. It, damp? Squidgy. Musty. <laughs> it wasn't dry. Squidgy? Don't say that feels squishy. weird. Squishy. Squishy. Oh, squishy. Remember Squiggy? Yeah. Remember How? Barney? <laughs> Is that Laverne and Shirley? Yeah. yeah. Hello. I never watched that. I think my mom used to tell me I reminded her of Squiggy. <laughs> oh <my laughs> that, does that feel right? I don't think I've ever seen Squiggy. Well, you know, Lenny <laughs> went on to do great things. Better Call Saul. Um, all sorts of. Oh. This is Spinal Tap. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what a great movie. Well, that's good. Steve, I really want you to see This is Spinal Tap. I would love to. It's so funny. And stupid. It's very stupid. It's a mockumentary, if you will. I like mockumentaries. Like Waiting for Guffman. This is the first... Well, they're behind it. It's the same same Christopher Guest. Oh, Christopher Guest and Spinal Tap? Yeah, Spinal Tap is his first mockumentary movie. It's a classic. You have to see it. It's so funny. By the way, Christopher Guest is in a new movie called The Very Excellent Dundee. Oh, with Crocodile Dundee. Oh. And it looks adorable. I'll tell you more about it before we get out of here. But I digress. A mulligan became a do-over in golf because of a guy named David Mulligan in Montreal, (laughs) Quebec. In the late 1920s, he hit a bad shot. And then he decided, of his own accord, that he would try it over. So his friends started calling that move a mulligan. What, are you going to pull a mulligan? So you get one per game, right? Yeah, that's generally the rule. You get one mulligan, all the amateurs. You get one mulligan. So then when you're at the tee and then you snap hook it into the woods, you're like, you know what? I'm going to use my mulligan. Okay. Is, this, is that in professional golf too, or just it is when you're not. playing with your friends? I no, don't know. No, that would be an illegal move in golf, and you would be uh, penalized a stroke. Ah. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm I want sorry. to give a do over for professionals too. Do you know that I've won four solo mini golf tournaments? Mini. <laughs> four. Hey, guys. Four. four. Just four. I love that he's keeping track. This is since I was three. <laughs> hey guys. Yes. It was when I was a late teenager in early 20s. Okay. I had a run of dominance. They were called the mini ma- Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Asters. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Fascinating. It is great. Wow, right through the clown's mouth. <laughs> there weren't any of those gimmicks. There were no windmills. This is where real putters went to play. Glenn's Mini Golf, Springdale, Pennsylvania. Did you win a free game? Oh, really, Don? <laughs> I won a trophy, four of them. Oh, my god. And a Mini Masters Green Champions shirt. Because if you win the real Masters, you get a green you get a green jacket. If you win the real Masters, we got a polo, and one year it was a T-shirt. You're serious? Yes. I thought you were just joking around. You actually did win. Why this. would I joke about this, Don? If you're going home for the holidays, I'd love to see if you still have it. When you? I would go home for the holidays, uh, or if I would go home in the summer, we would contact Glenn's Mini Golf, mm-hmm. and then they would quick put the uh, tournament together because the champ was in town. Oh my oh, god. Donna, this isn't a joke. Honestly, I mean, a little respect wouldn't hurt after I share this amazing achievement with all the wrap-up music. It's not even that time. You guys are just wrapping me. (laughs) I can't control it. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Congratulations, Steve. That's very impressive. (laughs) When we come back, okay, let's talk about our homework. Okay, Okay, yes. For World of Worlds, Project Down and Dirty. Uh, I realized something about the way back when that I think deserves a bit more respect. Oh. Tell you about it when we come back. Check them out. What's up? What? <laughs> oh, is this that song by that skateboarder guy yeah. that Fleetwood Mac covered? You got it, buddy. Her, Talking about thunderstorms, her. too. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, no, we're... It's Donna and Steve. We had a homework assignment yesterday. I did half. Steve did half. Do you think then we have to flip flop, or should we just call it even? Just we'll call it other. even because the homework was <laughs> yeah. checking for moles. The homework was actually to listen to the original Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. Okay. And to watch a documentary. Documentary. Documentary about it. Yes, Queen. So I watched the documentary. And you listen to the broadcast. So yesterday was a pretty long drive into work uh, because of the snow that was coming down in the afternoon. Really dicey roads yesterday afternoon. Slipping and uh, sliding. Today was awful, too, with traffic. Oh, oh, oh was it really bad? God, so many wrecks and crazy oh. crashes. It was everywhere. that slushy snow, so it refroze overnight, and that's really, really oh, difficult. You think it's oh. just wet? There's icy patches. All it takes, you hit one little icy patch, you lose control of your vehicle for a second, and the rest of the drive... They'll have to, like, peel your hands off of the steering wheel at the end. There are imprints in there. Any hoozle. I mentioned that because the commute was a little bit longer, and I was like, oh, you know what? I should just hit this link and then play War of the Worlds, the original broadcast. So um, I almost got through the whole thing. I think it's about 53 minutes or so. Okay, I could live with that. Um, So I I listened to just about all of it. Um, Maybe, But now I'm missing, like, the final five minutes, and so I need to hear how this all wraps up. But I have to tell you, this is what I was taken by. Of course, it's set way back in the day, and so it's a lot of, you know, stick them up, yeah? And, uh, well, we're going we're gonna to go live now to yeah. the scene of the crime, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And a lot of us think about the, the old 
era actors as overacting because how they spoke back then is so different from how we speak now that it doesn't feel real. I have to tell you, it is no wonder that this caused some level of hysteria. I know sometimes the reports are overinflated that people were going crazy everywhere, but other times this fooled people, to be sure, it had to because of how realistic it was. The acting was so good in a few different circumstances, I thought. They have a reporter on the scene in War of the Worlds who's describing this unidentified object that has landed on Earth. This after some explosions of a flame was seen coming uh, from Mars. Some astronomers caught it and then word started to break. When they would go back to this reporter, they did these little things, these little choices that were Clearly written in by um, the writer, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these verbal pauses of um, okay, and I'm are we we are okay, we're um, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, and just these little things, and then when they would go to like this professor from Princeton who was waxing poetic about it, a couple of times he was in a conversation. The reporter comes over to him, and he you hear him sort of have I'm having a conversation over here. But, oh, what? Oh, okay. Yes, I can give you an update. And he's they're doing these things that made it feel, these little acting choices that made it feel so real, like you were listening to a report. So I thought, my takeaway was the acting is so much better than we think it is just because it's stick them up, yeah? Right. Yeah. It's right. from that era. It was really, really well done. And by the way, the comedic effect of them going from there's an unidentified object, blah, 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 and it's a breaking news report. We now take you back to the music coming live from the ballroom at the Hilton in downtown you know, New York. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to this music. <laughs> and then it comes back. Oh, we've got another update. All right, we're looking to reach one more person. In the meantime, we take you now to the Brass Quintet. And it was just so funny how it kept going back to this lovely, soothing music. I thought it was really good. Okay, good. Now that I I know what I know, I can go back and listen to it differently. Because watching this documentary, basically, Orson Welles, by the way, only 23 years old. I know. No. 23 years old, yes. No. He was not. He was. And he was already known for his stage work, but also for bringing these types of stories or various stories. He would get a book, he would read a story, and then bring it to radio. And then he would, um, you know, make changes to the script. Like in War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells, I believe the story takes place in England, but he shifted the story to the U.S. And then what he did was he was like, you know, this is so boring this is really boring. I got to do something to like, you know, fatten it up. But you have to keep in mind the time. So it's 1938 and radios more or less were turned on in unison after dinner, dinner time across the United States. Right. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tens of millions of Americans were listening that night to the radio in general. Right. And you got to keep in mind that, they were used to uh, break-ins, like um, bulletins, special bulletins, breaking into their programs, because it was 1938. So there was the stock market crash. There was the Hindenburg uh, crash, where they broke into programming. There was the Lindbergh baby kidnapping. So you can get why there was some hysterical reaction. Oh, yeah. But apparently most of the people were listening to... Uh, the audience was listening to a different show with a, like a ventriloquist, Charlie McCarthy. Yes, it's, which is so funny to me because it's radio, you know, and a lot of the gimmick is yeah. watching yeah. the ventriloquist. Uh-huh. Um, so what happened was, well, 
happened was that programming went to a commercial. And then people did what they do a lot here in music radio. They start channel surfing. So they missed the initial announcement. This is a dramatization. This is a play. Yes, Yes, exactly. They missed that part. And because they were doing it in such a realistic manner, because of the time and what people were used to, that's where the hysteria and the confusion came in. You know, we could look at this and go, what are you, a bunch of dummies? Of course it's a reenactment. There's not like... Well, you know what, though? And creatures with tentacles. And- but back then, when you didn't have an internet, you didn't have a, an eye to the rest of the world. People lived back then in their own small town. Yes. And that was it. And that was as far as the eye could see outside of a black and white printed photo in the newspaper. And so tapping into radio felt like it was this channel to other places, which made them saying, we take you now live to the Flamingo in Hollywood, California. If you're listening in Topeka, Kansas, this feels marvelous because it's like, wow, this is what the music sounds like tonight, right now at the ballroom in in Hollywood. I will say this, though. It was probably 30 minutes in, 30 minutes in that there's a break where they say, uh, this is a blah, blah, blah radio production, a dramatic retelling of the and then I thought, whoa, that's the first time that they have reset that yeah. this is fake. It's not like every five minutes they're like, and stand down, people of the country. This is just a right. reenactment. Well, and in the meantime, calls were coming in to CBS, you know, yeah. and that, you know, where they were starting to realize that there's a little bit of hysteria happening. And some of the producers wanted Orson Welles to reset more and he just kind of just kept directing and going ahead with because i think there's part of him that kind of loved it that, sure that there he was getting so much buzz because then oh, he became yeah. a you know a household name yeah. <laughs> yeah you know and then they had to apologize the next day cbs legal had to get on it i mean it was just a you know a whole a whole thing but man it is probably the most radio program that has ever aired you said the most radio program. Oh, I did. Ever aired. I, the most memorable. Okay, I didn't want to put program. words in your no, mouth. Thank you. Thank it you. It was so radio. I was jumping. You know, I was jumping a word. I'm like, I don't so need radio. That's so radio. No, it was like the most <laughs> memorable. You know, radio program of all time. I mean, does anything else come to mind? That's the one thing. You know, here's the question. Um, now that I've done half the homework, you've done half. Do we have to do the other half, or can we just say, okay, thank you, you helped. That was good. That's good information. I think I'll go back and listen. How long's the uh, documentary again? It's only like 50 minutes. Yeah, I got 50 minutes. Yeah. But it's the next 50 minutes. I got to take off. Oh, in the next 50 minutes? Yeah, I'm going to watch it right now. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. I will rejoin. Uh, I found it, by the way, on Amazon. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good to know. Okay. Thank you, Donna. You are so welcome. Well, I'm good. Donna. What? What am I seeing here? Oh, nothing. Hey, I feel like I'm, no, I feel like I'm talking to one of my children. Last night, you woke me up in the middle of the night. You had a bad dream because you watched that show that I told you not to watch. (laughs) And now you're crying again tonight. Buddy, I want to be empathetic, but you're watching stuff you shouldn't be watching. Why did you watch another episode of Bly Manor? You don't have to do this. Because my roomie asked me to, and I'm like, okay, it's a little slow, though. I'm not going to lie. Hot pan, don't touch. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I watched on, episode Donna. four, and I will tell you, it is becoming less scary, and I'll tell you why. The interesting thing about this story, Bly, The Haunting of Bly Manor, is that Danny, the main character, and she's also the nanny. She's taking care of these children who lost their parents. She's an American. She's living in England. She sees ghosts before she even walks through the door of the home Mm -hmm. that Mm. we assume is haunted, right? Well, the fourth episode is really dedicated to showing us who the ghost is that she sees and why he's haunting her. Right. And it becomes less scary. Right. I agree. Yep. So, did you get okay. to episode four? Uh-huh. We just watched episode six last night. Whoa! Okay, does it get better and does it move a little faster? No. I think oh, okay. they could have made this six episodes total. How many are there? Combining, like ten? Yeah. Ten. Anyway, it explains a lot about why she wanted to go to England and get a new start where nobody knows her. And it's actually quite relatable to some degree. However, she is becoming very annoying, the main character. Thank you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm looking at Jason. I go, oh, my God. She is making me so mad right now. Yeah. She's like overdoing it with her. Overdoing the innocent act where she walks around like very puppet-like. She doesn't move her arms when she walks and she makes very short steps and flares her nostrils and does yes. this overbite thing with her lip. I'm like, girl, uh, she's just on. overacting. Yeah. And it's just really annoying because I really liked her at first. But I know. Anyway. She was so good in the last one in, in Hill yes. House. Oh, yeah. I saw the first episode. Yeah, she played Nellie. Well, here's the deal. The story to answer your question, Steve. Is Thank that you. Bly Manor is not as much about haunting and ghosts as much as it is about the metaphor or the effect of the haunting on the person that's what everybody says but i'm sure sure you get there at the end but i just don't want you to be scared at night i think i'm okay oh you sleeping with roomie you You guys doing the pull out sofa i got my big baby boo oh that's right (laughs) buddy he'll certainly jump into action if a spirit comes by the way oh oh okay we have to go (laughs) Donna, what? Have you seen this video yet that I'm going to talk about? No, I oh, haven't. Okay, don't watch it yet, please. Oh man! Don't watch it yet. Okay. We are uh, Don. Don, thank you for double checking me. Yeah. Uh, there, there's uh, one censored bleep word coming up here, but uh, after the break, and if you see something, say something. There is a girl who saw her sister sleepwalking. Hell no! At, no, 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 no. Oh, saw her sleepwalking at night. And oh boy, is this the kind of thing that is rarely caught on camera and is what nightmares are made of. We will all dig into it together. Don't look yet, Donna. I won't. When we return, if you see something, say something next on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Now it's time to get scary. Halloween season, here we go. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Okay. All right. Donna. What? We're all going to watch a video together. (laughs) Okay, I can't get to the link. No, you can't? Here, I'll I'll send it. All right, she'll send it to you. All right. I want to make sure you can see this. Uh, here's what we're all about to he- we'll listen together. 
Donna will watch. She needs to watch. This uh, is really, really jacked up. So there was a uh, sister who woke up in the middle of the night to find her 16-year-old sister standing next to her bed. No. Staring at her. Mm. Lifeless. Like a zombie. Yeah. Her eyes are dead. She keeps shouting. She calls her name. Her sister does not flinch. Motionless. Think of the movie Us. Okay. I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer for it, and it looks like there's just people who are just like standing motionless looking at you. So she knows her sister is sleepwalking, but even if you know someone is sleepwalking, there's about five seconds where you're like, okay, this is sleepwalking, and then it quickly shifts into panic. Will this person kill me and not okay, even know they killed this, me? This Are you what, watching the video? No, I can't no, get to hold it. Hold on. I, I'll send you another one. I'm just going to send you the YouTube now. Okay. That's yeah, what send I, her the YouTube Yeah, because I just keep um, getting to a login page. It is... It's it's really really something. So we'll let you hear and listen to the sister who's recording this. She's she's got her flash on, her camera on in the middle of the night, and she's recording, kind of tracking with her and all of the scariness that comes from. Like, wait a second, can you hear me? Are you hearing me? Can you hear me? Oh no! It's a real it's a real thing. So, uh, or Donna, can Do you, you see it? Yet? I just got to get past this commercial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, She's going to okay. get past it. Skip Hold that on. ad when it gives you that option. All right. I'm on it. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Let's oh, no, all play this video the oh, of the girl scaring her sister. Okay. Here we go. Press play. Here we go. Lexi. Lexi. Oh, my God. Lexi. Hey. <gasps> Stop staring at me like that. Starts to panic. Alexis. Yo, you're starting to freak me the f- Mom! (laughs) Mom! Mom! Oh my god, it's terrifying. The girl's just standing. Look at her hands. I'm crying. Oh dear lord, this is. Hello? Hello? This is what nightmares are made of. Yeah. Mom! You might as well put a knife in her hand. Yeah. <gasps> Isn't that something? She's just standing here staring at me. It's All you have to do is touch hey. her shoulder. Here you go, lay down. You guys. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah, Donna. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to be able to unsee that. <laughs> yeah, man. I will link this up for everybody in the Isn't next Isn't that jacked up? Yeah, it is. Thanks staring for sharing it. next to you. My sister... Who used to do that on purpose to freak me out? No. Just stand at the side of the bed <gasps> what? and wait for me. She just thought it was hilarious. And I would like open my eyes and she'd just be standing there. And I'm like, stop! Oh <laughs> my just, gosh, you were terrorized. No wonder you hate evil. horror movies just from that alone. Oh my gosh. What is wrong with people that they get up mm-hmm. when they're sleeping? Oh my gosh, yeah. I have a friend, Amanda, who eats in her sleep. She has full, like, she, it's kind of dangerous because she'll find, like, all kinds of little candies. She has to hide things from herself. She'll have a full sandwich. One oh time she had, um, she had a bunch of M&Ms she found in her living room on her dresser, uh, on an end table, but then there were also some aspirin that she tried and, like, oh, took a no. small bite of. It's like, whoa, snap I guess she didn't like it. that one because she put that one back. You know what would freak <laughs> me out? That's good.
<laughs> this is weird Eminem. Oh. What would freak me out is somebody told me once that they would they had problems with sleepwalking and they saw that their slippers were muddy <gasps> when they woke up in the morning no. and there was like mud on the floor. Went, oh god. Like what in the holy Mm-mm. Is it H E double whatever? Is it the second Sorry. paranormal activity? Steve, have you seen that? Don't talk about it. No, no. I interviewed okay. the guy, the 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 creator of the movie. Don has taken her headphones off. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It's jacked up. Yeah, it is. Uh, I believe the Super wife in that up. does a lot of sleepwalking, and it's just um, it's pretty terrifying. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna no, wave at uh-uh. her to make. Okay, she's back. Okay, hi. I also think in paranormal activity. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff something? I picture in paranormal activity. Like, yeah, well, you're right saying. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Does paranormal ours. activity have um like surveillance footage? It does. So uh, okay. the first one yeah. in it, the scariest part that just gives you the biggest sense of dread is that they have all this weird stuff happening and then they put a camera in their room because they want to try to capture something. But the craziest thing is that the wife gets out of bed, she stands next to the bed, Mm-mm. and then they do a fast-forward, like a, a time-lapse, and it's hours that she's just standing there staring at her husband over him. Uh, uh, mm. How do they explain uh, that away? Well, you just have to watch it and see. No, I'll never watch that ever. Okay, it is terrifying. I didn't sleep for like three days after I, I watched that. How could you? It's like whenever really I see like scary. somebody sleeping and then you don't see anybody in the room, but you slowly see the blanket rolling <laughs> off of <laughs> yeah. them. That's yeah, like that's classic. one of the scenes in Paranormal yeah, Activity. Like the I'm sheet, picturing. like, blow. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Haven't we all had that happen before? No. Though? Oh. Are we supposed to? Um, I think I go into a lot of situations and <laughs> bring stuff home with me. Because sometimes, like, definitely the covers being lifted up and put back down. And I just go, I'm, no, no, thank you. Go away. No, thank you. Does that work? Um, you know, I'm like, don't, don't do that. I'm not, I don't want to deal with that right now. Not interested. Yep. Not interested. I'm not a portal to anything you need. You can't do anything to me. Please go back to where you are. I always, when I leave a haunted place, I always say, don't leave with me. You have to stay here. Like I say it out loud. But what if they're mischievous and they're like, "Ah, I'm going (laughs) to follow you anywhere. Mm. Oops. I'm in your pocket. I'm (laughs) in your pocket. Any questions? Yes, several. (laughs) We need to play that David S. Pumpkins at some point. Before the end of the week, maybe we'll do that. Okay. I love it. Also, we've got some political ads that we need to get to. I was just thinking of that again this morning, Donna. You sent the reminder. Let's get those going. How about on Friday? Okay. All right, we'll do it. All right, but when we come back, Donna's going to have a dirt alert, whatever yourself. I am going to tell you what Dolly Parton did to make Stephen Colbert physically cry live on the air coming up next whether it's baker's simple truth turkey or mac and cheese with murray's english cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays and baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories baker's fresh for everyone get more ways to save at the buy five or more save one dollar each sale Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. 
The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.